it started off as a fun Zoom call with all the boys that I couldn't go to, has turned into some super cool, interesting conversations with the guys I thought I knew, and I think we're all getting to know each other just a bit better. Welcome to another episode of Meandering Through Thoughts with the Boys. Hello, mate. Yeah, hey, switch, mate. Switch How the going? video call. Here we go. Mate. Hey. Rotating. There we go. How are you? What's going on? Good. How are you? Are you rotating? I have to rotate it. All right, I'm going to rotate too. Yeah, because my, head, my headphone jack's at the bottom. Rotate a cuff. I'm still rocking an iPhone, iPhone 6 or something. That's all right, mate. I've got a Xiaomi. That's the work. I've got a Xiaomi Redmi oh. Note 5 Pro. Not a Huawei. No, not a Huawei, it's a Xiaomi. Good friends, Xiaomi. That's the trick. Nice, nice. How you going, mate? You good? Good. I'm sweating, though. Like, I've been running around and just like, yep. every time I go and set up something, like, to record one of the boys, something, like, breaks or is not working properly and it's, like, sweet otherwise, but every time it's, like, someone calls. Shit happens. Seriously, every time yeah, someone calls, I'm, like, scrambling to try and, like, Get a bit of blue tack to make something stay together, or it's weird, man. What's broken this time? What's what's happened this time? What's gone wrong? Oh, it's just this little input thing. I don't even want to touch it, man. If I touch it, it's just like done. I'll ring you back in ten <laughs> game, minutes. Game, <laughs> game over. <laughs> We're running a tight ship here, mate. Yeah, it's the bodgy show. Oh, I know, mate. I know, I know. What's been happening so, today? Uh, you look well comfy. Today, mate. Work today. Yeah, I try to be. That's yeah. It's the floor's my comfy spot. I reckon. I've always enjoyed sitting on a hard surface. Yep. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. No, but the floor's the floor's my comfy spot. Always has been, man. Uh, no, today was work, um, and then we did some little bit of groceries for dinner tonight, and then that was about it, mate. Not too much. Yeah, right. So, uh, well, I'm glad we caught each other, you, mate. mate? I know, I know. It's been a long time coming, mate. It's been a long time coming. It's been back and forth, back so. and forth, and now we're here. How good is <laughs> yeah. it? I love it. <laughs> it's nice, mate. It's nice. I always wanted to make the time and, and do it, but yeah, it's just when you when you sent me a message, you were like, "Oh, I'll call you. I'll call you soon." And I was like, I was leaving work. DK wanted to go get the groceries. I just had a couple of things to do first, but I was always right, going to make the time. It's all priorities. You got your, you got your little to do <laughs> list. It, you got to get through it. Yeah, yeah. Even yep, um, yep, Shelby yep. was kind of hitting me up today and he's like, oh, yeah, maybe at 3.30 or something. And then obviously, you know, grum life gets in the way and and duties happen. You have to yep. do things. So it's like, okay, cool. We'll try tomorrow. Yeah. We'll try the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky the, the grum life isn't a priority thing for me. So yeah. it's, all, it's all about Sam time. That's it, Sam, Sam's priorities and, and juggling those things. What's Sam time? So, Explain to me what Sam time is. Um, it comes in many facets, mate. It comes in many flavors, shapes, and forms. <laughs> depends. De- de- depends what time of day. Depends on where I am. Depends on what I'm doing. Mm. Um, Interesting. Know, yeah. Interesting. There's yeah. a few things we can unpack yeah. there, mate. <laughs> yeah. I know you're wanting to touch on a few yeah. things there. Let's go to one. Uh, 
Yeah, go on. Well, Let's I'm just asking open, you. Open mate. the door, mate. Oh, all right, all right. Um, shit, I don't know. Where do we, where do we want to start with? I'll say for me, it's like a morning morning kind of breath work kind of stuff. That's probably my biggest priority at the moment. Okay. That's the the big Sam Sam time number for me at the moment. So whether it be Wim Hof, whether it be some kind of other breath work, kind of just makes me puts me in the right kind of framework or uh, mindset. Sorry, for um for the morning. Cool. That's the biggest Sam, Sam time priority, mate. Yeah. So I don't really really know what that is. I've heard it, but I don't really know what that is. What is it exactly? It's like a. It's just it's it's like a form of. You wouldn't call it a meditation because I suppose it's more so like an active meditation. I suppose you're doing kind of three rounds of pretty much hyperventilation, um, kind of like a deep breath in, a shallow breath out, say for thirty breaths, and then you kind of let let everything out, like you kind of take one final breath in and then let everything out and then hold your breath and see how long you can hold it for, you know, and some weird tingly things start to happen in your body and. I don't know. There's whole, all this science behind it and, and all that kind of stuff, but um, man, it, it, I just find it works for me. So, and I like doing it. So, kind of, yeah, like I said, it puts me in the in the right kind of frame of mind for the day and um, makes me feel good, which is why I do it. Sam time. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, that's it, how long have you been doing that for? Um, shit, I don't know. On and off, uh, probably the last two and a half years, thereabouts. Yeah, right. Cool. That's pretty. Um... I went to, yeah, I went to his one of his talks in like the ICC in Sydney or somewhere like that. And man, he's the most charismatic, like crazy Dutchman. Like he's mental. And um, you kind of go into this room with, say, like, I don't know, I can't remember how many people were there, say 400 or so, thereabouts. And, um, you go through, through, like, he kind of talks you through the breathing exercise and, and, like, people are, like, screaming out, people are crying, like, you just feel all this emotion and different emotions come through when you're doing, like, these breathwork exercises. Wow. And, like, man, like, I was, like, the first time I was just like, what the fuck are these people doing? Like, this first round and, like, people are screaming out. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just, like, kind of tripping, just going, what, like, what have I got myself into here? And then, um, then you kind of like, yeah, and then he just kind of talks through what what is kind of actually going on in your body and what why you're kind of doing it. And then you go sit in this ice bath with him for like two minutes or three minutes or however long. And I remember talking to Lionsy about it and he was just like, man, you're doing some fucking crazy cult. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. But it's, 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 yeah, it's sick, man. Like, yeah, I can't recommend it enough for so- like – is it based off like his own theories and stuff, or is it based upon like other things? <sighs> that I don't know. I think like his whole story was he came about like his whole kind of he came to being this kind of person through the death of his wife. So his wife jumped off like a building and committed suicide like when he had two young kids or something like that like psycho story yeah and then he came he was just like went through this immense amount of hardship and then 
used these kind of techniques and used the cold um, to get through it. And like crazy, crazy story. Now he's got like 18, rec- 18 world records and um, like of just doing kind of psycho shit in the cold. Like he climbed Everest to a certain point in a pair of board shorts and that was it. Wow. So. Mind over matter, right? It shows you, it, yeah, that, that's it. Like it really kind of shows what your mind is kind of capable of. And I mean, I'm all for all that kind of stuff. I don't know if anyone kind of knows me and is listening now. It's kind of like I'm a big believer in kind of pushing in what your body is capable of and what you can can and can't do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I yeah, haven't done. I mean, I, I love. Okay. Like, so I, I like I I love it. Like I I recommend it to to kind of anyone. Not only, like not only who's looking for kind of a bit of a meditation, but it, it kind of like it's just a bit of a kickstarter to your day. So, no, I, I can't recommend it enough, man. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, if that Have works you for you. No, I haven't. I haven't. Like, I haven't done weird, right? Like, this morning I got up and I was like, oh, I'll just go in the pool and I'll just, like, do a few laps underwater and see how far I can go because I haven't been surfing much or anything and I'm super out of shape. Yep, and, like, I yep. wake up and my, like, legs are sore and I haven't done anything. I just need to stretch it out and... You know, if I wasn't my body type, I'd probably be a big blubbering mess, man. But this morning I just got up and I did like tied the leggy around the little statue uh, around the pool and just swam like kind of stationary swimming and then did some breath stuff underwater and just did some laps underwater. But I mean, apart from that, man, like I did this walk recently, like a 10-hour walk through um, like from Pererenan to Tabanan, so going north. And we just kind of cut our yep. own trail through rice fields and everything. And one of the guys I went with was his friend. He's this French guy. And we were about to have something to eat. And he's like, hang on a minute. We'll just do some breath work. And I'm like, cool. I haven't really done much before. And he did some um, yep. Vipassana breathing. So it's like yep. yoga yep. type breathing. And basically you hold yep. one nostril. You breathe in as much as you can. And then you lock that one. And you hold. It's and then so you breathe funny. out. <laughs> So maybe there's yep. some similarities there. Yeah, it's, yeah like, dude, it's very similar because DK, like through this whole kind of isolation kind of lockdown period, DK and I have been doing this like online 28-day yoga thing and they finish with something like that. They, we, like they finish with that one exactly like alternating nostril breathing and made no that, that's their like favorite breath work. Yeah, <laughs> favorite breath work exercise. So. Love it. It is. Yeah, and then yeah. the first time, that was kind of the first time I really – done some proper breath work apart from you know you sit and do where you have a workplace and like okay plant your feet down and take a deep breath and all that sort of stuff but that was the first time that someone's actually guided me through something like that and the difference you felt like because like there's a whole before and i just notice you're breathing and you feel like you know it's kind of warm around up here like in between your eyes and then after you do like a good good session of that it was like whoa it's like super cold and just a totally different sensation, hey? Yeah, man. Like, if like give the Wim Hof stuff a go, and you're like, my feet and my legs and my hands start to tingle. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And then there's this like this, this I don't know. I, I kind of went down the rabbit hole a bit, and then there's this like other stuff called or this other type called holotropic. It's like full hyperventilation, and um, apparently you're like full trip out, and you're you're full kind of have halluc- like hallucinations and I haven't got to that stage yet but it's I think you you might have to go to like an actual place to 
to have a guide to do that, I reckon. I don't really feel comfortable doing that one by myself. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about doing that one in the room. <laughs> Could get a bit out of hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've watched the videos on YouTube. I've watched some videos on YouTube and stuff about it, but yeah, I, I think you need to go to somewhere to, to kind of get into that kind of stuff. Well, you look a bit curious, mate. So, you look like you want to give it a go. Yeah, I'm all... I'm I'm always curious, mate. I'm always curious. Like like I said, like I'm yeah. I'm a big believer in testing where your body and where your mind can go with those kind of stuff. Mm. So I don't know. A curious mind never hurt anyone. I don't think. No. So that's kind of like your grounding intensity of the morning, and then off you go to your day. That's it, mate. Off to off to deal with everyone, everyone on the work site. So. I mean, it's good though, man. Like, it's, um, I mean, I, I do complain about it sometimes, but the work side of things for me, it's, it's good. It's, it's more so people based. It's, it's not so much technical kind of knowledge, um, per se, but it's more so just dealing with people on a day to day basis. And, you know, you, you are dealing with tradesmen, um, who aren't, unfortunately the best communicators and you know kind of having going into that kind of pretty level-headed and pretty grounded from kind of doing stuff in the morning just helps so much yeah um, and like you know where you've come from too and and you know like your work yeah. life that you had before and your old man and you know you have yeah, yeah you can 100%. probably relate to them a bit different hey 100 percent, yeah for sure i mean to be honest man like uh, we shit at the moment Oh, probably in the peak kind of construction phase of where I was, where I was at in the hotel. Um, you know, we were looking at probably 240 people that we were kind of responsible for, and of that, they were, there was probably shit. I don't know, maybe 10 to 12 different nationalities, and and that kind of comes with its own kind of challenges. You know, you're, you're talking to Chinese people through translators, you're talking to Croats, Serbians, Irish. Malaysians, it's hilarious, man. Like the the conversations that you have on site are just mind blowing. They're so funny. Yeah, I can imagine. So, some crackers, eh? Some pretty yeah. blank stares every now and then. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, all the time. You're trying to get the most simple stuff done, and people do just like you are literally speaking another language to them. Like that's the that's the crux of it. Yeah. Like there's a couple of stories where like you have to talk. Like I've literally like one supervisor pays like sixty bucks for this crazy. 60 bucks a year, I think, for this crazy um, translating kind of app on his phone just so that he can talk to, like, 75% of his workforce. Wow. <laughs> like, it's insane, man. That's next It's level. crazy. But, all but good. it's cool, though. Like, man, they're, 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 they're the hardest workers, like, like because they, they know where they come from, you know. Like, they will, they will work all day. Yeah. Which is... And they'll, they'll put 110% into everything that they do. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, like I would happily have those guys working for me every day of the week. Yeah. That's what so. I was thinking, like, when you were saying all that. I bet you they're just, like, full on go for it. Please, anyone, you know, just do a, a, a cool job to – because they're, they're, I guess yeah. their reality yeah. is a bit different, right? 100%, man, 100%. And it's, it's funny in the way that – like they're not working 
for me, but they want to please me, if that kind of makes sense. You know, like they're working for their bosses and they're working for the company that subcontract to us. Um, but at the same time, we still kind of have to supervise and kind of manage their work. So, but they want to do the, the right thing by us as well. So it's cool. Man. It's, um, like I said, you have the most, the, the funniest kind of interactions with so many different kind of walks of life on site. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it keeps it interesting, right? Like you never know what what the new day is going to bring, what challenges or what little funny little anecdotal things you're going to get along the way. Oh man, yeah. Like the other day, this is kind of a, a bit off topic, but it was a really funny one. We we had this, especially with the COVID stuff. We had um, unfortunately there was a like a lot of the Chinese in their culture. It's like they're so used to spitting, mate. Like it's like you have to kind of cut that out on site especially with everything that's going on and we had this one guy like kind of spit on the ground because he said he got something in his mouth and just him trying to explain kind of what happened and then this other guy got involved and oh man it's just a nightmare trying to like that's they're, they're the kind of challenges but then they kind of then you kind of work it all out and then everyone's kind of mates again and everyone kind of was doing the right thing yeah it's cool man it's, it's like a, um, a little bit of relationship management there mate Oh, that's all it is. Yeah. That's like a hundred percent all my job. All my job is. All my job is. So keep the peace. Send me the peacekeeper. Hey. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. <laughs> Perfect, man. So Sit down. yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. How's uh, how's Bali going, mate? You enjoying it? Getting waves? No, not getting waves. Seasons kind of changed, so the dry season's kicking in now. Kites are up in the air. Um. And yeah, just kind of laying low. Have you got a? Have you got a kite? No, I don't have a kite. I mean, you know, like seasonal here, they have like everyone starts flying kites, like all the kids and all the families from their houses. When the trade winds kick in, they yep. just get kites up in the sky. So I'm just looking out the window, and there's like a bunch up there now. Tells you the season, the winds changed, trade winds kicking in. Beaches are closed. Yep. Like all Sanua beaches are closed now. Everywhere's kind of closed. So. No, there's no surfing going on anyway. But apart from that, mate, just so, keep like the ho- So the whole island's closed for surfing, is it? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much all the main spots anyway. <clears throat> yeah. And then you're kind of taking it into your own hands with the, the local communities, the local bunjas, as to whether or not you um yep. you head out or not. So everything's started yep. everything's actually really cracked down pretty hardcore now here. So yep. I mean yep. 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 they have this big push about everyone wearing a mask when they go out. So they have all the like the local dudes out on every corner and everything saying like, if you don't have a mask, you'd go home. You actually, you know what you have to do? If they get you, right, without a mask, they like stand in front of your bike and that and they pull you over the side of the road then they ask you to do like push-ups and like sit-ups. Oh, I saw an article. Yeah, I saw an article on that the other day. Serious. It was like on beach, beach group, on beach group or something like that and it was like, I don't know who it was, but they were, they were getting pulled over and they were like, had to do like 10 push-ups or 15 push-ups or something like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. My cousin was messaging me yesterday and he's like, took took a photo of him just standing on the side of the road. I'm like, cool, I'm going to come by, come past without a mask on because I need to do some like, I need to do a bit of fitness anyway. But that's how it is. Like you see big groups <laughs> hey, well, on the side of the road and, and there's police and like local, they're called Petralan, like the local community security just putting putting the boys through their paces on the side of the road. And people are like, are people complying with wearing masks, or yeah. is it? 
Yeah, everyone's kind of kicking in now. But I mean, it's yeah, not it's, like total a, lockdown. A, but there's there's been I don't know, there's a few cases here and there. But also just yeah. everyone feeling the pinch from hospitality and the flow and effects of that. And yeah, for sure. Stuff. So yeah, it's pretty hardcore when you when the more people you talk to, the more you realize. You know, there's even a guy that I know, like a distant family member, whose whose dad has a whole bunch of land out in the rice fields here, and he's like he's married to a Dutch, a Swiss girl, like a little kid, and um, normally he's kind of taking crew out surfing all the time, out high at reef and taking fishing and everything, and now he's like every day out in the in, in the in the rice fields planting like three thousand five hundred watermelon seedlings and just thinking about like. You know, in in twelve weeks' time or something, that um yep. enough to sustain them when that time comes. You know, wow, it's insane. So it's like a full on reality yeah. check when you go down the reality for people here, and like even a lot of family over here are just doing little businesses. They're starting to like make little desserts and make little like food things to deliver. Everyone's going mental on WhatsApp deliveries here and like Gojek deliveries. Just all God, little I was about side. To say Gojek could be going psycho. Yeah, all these little side businesses of people like posting stuff and little family businesses where all the kids and cousins are getting together and the parents are making stuff and the kids are like delivering stuff. Super entrepreneurial. Yeah, I, I follow a bunch of um, like people like in, in Bali and stuff on Instagram and apparently they've got like so a bunch of stores now are making like cinnamon scrolls and like same thing, like retail stores that obviously can't open. They're now doing like food delivery services and coffee and all that kind of stuff just to keep afloat, you know, and just have an income coming in. It's wild. Yeah, it is crazy. Like I had this guy coming up and down the street on a motorbike, this Japanese guy, and he was looking, like I just went outside because I was like, what's this dude doing? And he was looking for a place to stay. He's a sushi chef down at um down on the beach. And of course, he's got no work, and he's like, oh, "I've got to get get out of my house for two, like in two days." So I was like, "Oh, mum's place is free; like you can stay there for a little while." And so he's staying there now, but um, his boss is a Balinese guy, and they tried to open up again. It's like there's zero tourists here, so I don't even know why he tried to open yeah. up again. But you know, local businesses can't even afford to pay local people, so it's um, yeah, it's full on. But anyway, that's that, and yeah. that's. That's that's a big thing, but you know, let's let's get on to you, mate. I heard you say things such as, you know, hallucinate or um, Sammy's way before. So I'm I'm just curious. Not implying anything, but yes. Where are you going with that, mate? <laughs> Come on, let's go. I'm seeing all this yes. stuff. I'm seeing all this stuff on like WhatsApp and that, and the boys with the dingo oil and. And dried, super shriveled up mushies, and I'm like, "Come on, give us a bit of inside, inside, yeah. inside." I mean, the dingo oil was great. Um, I so like I first stumbled onto onto that through just like on Instagram. Surprisingly, like this guy from Can you remember years ago that the I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here, but can you remember that locals only kind of graffiti that got painted on the fence at Blue Bay. Yeah, yeah. So the same guy that did that is making the same, is, is, is making this dingo oil and he's like a, an old kind of North Shelley guy and um, he was always commenting on the posts and 
like kind of pretty tripped out and, and whatever. And I was like, what? I just kind of did some exploring. And then I just started seeing like him posting this dingo oil and kind of like all of these people saying how much it worked. And so I just shot him a message and was like, man, like, can I, can I try some? And like first couple of nights just rubbed in into like sore spots on my body and then had a couple of drops under the tongue and then had the best couple of nights sleep <laughs> that I've ever had, <laughs> slept like a baby. And then just started kind of telling all the boys about it and like, yeah, can't read, like same, same kind of thing, like looking for kind of different things to, um, just kind of help, help out and like help, help my body and just got onto that, man. And that's another thing that I kind of do every night, just kind of have a bit of that under the tongue and it's great, man. Can't like, yeah, it's amazing. So is that for like, you got a few ailments, mate? Um, yes and no, like just even just like there's days on site where I walk up to, you know, between 10 and 15 Ks. Yeah, right. Um, and like up, there was, there was one kind of day where I walked, I think like 86 flights of stairs or something like that. Right. So that's kind of like, that's just kind of like a standard day. So like I'm kind of a bit sore from that and I like rubs on my ankle or my neck or, or something like that. And it just kind of soothes that kind of pain mm. and then just under the tongue man like it's just puts you in the deepest darkest sleep you have <laughs> it's like, like you, you wake up anything, or you just like totally zonked out um i the first couple of nights i was totally zonked out and then i don't know yeah i, I, I don't really notice any kind of dreams at all but yeah i just feel like waking up way more refreshed than what i was so yeah, yeah so it's good, man. I wonder how that would go with Viv's little 28-minute nap that he talked about. If you had a little bit of dingo on, you had to wake up after 20 minute, 28 minutes. I reckon you'd be struggling, eh? I reckon, yeah, I reckon you'd be fucked. I reckon you'd be like trying to pry your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like it's like I have it probably about half an hour before I go to bed and there's times like you, I'm still sitting on the couch or something like that and you definitely start to feel like a little bit more kind of relaxed and it just kind of takes the edge off things, you know? So, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's good, man. It's, um, like there's heaps of, heaps of boys on it now. Like it's, I should be getting some kind of commission off, off the guy, but still no, nothing. Oh, mate, you got to get the, the entrepreneurial side out. <laughs> you got to take your cut. Yeah. Yeah, I know, mate. I know. It's not going to happen, though. That's not like you, it's mate. Not it's happen. not like you to take a cut anyway. Hey, uh, Just no, pass it no, on. not at all. Hey, he's um, he's right into the Spiro stuff as well. It's pretty – It's you, like you go into his house and it's just – like I, I said in the WhatsApp group, it's, it's like entering the twilight zone. It's like the first time I rocked up, it was – DK was in the car and it was like literally down the road from my mum and dad's place and – Mate, it's like the the most stereotypical classical stoner's joint. <laughs> there's like shit everywhere out the front. There's like a, there's two utes. There was like and I, I knocked on the door and yeah, it's you walk inside, man, and there's just stuff everywhere. There's like heaps of weird kind of Jamaican Rastafarian flags. Oh, I love it. Yeah, like it, man, it's like I was and out of all people to go inside after me. Hubo, I couldn't have thought of anyone else, like any better, anyone better to go to go into his house and talk to this dude. Just he would have loved it. It was like 
Yeah. They're the, they're the sort of rec- conversations you need to record. That would have been an epic one. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And you, like, I just, you get stuck talking to him and he just, I don't know whether he's lonely or just wants to, wants to have a conversation, but like, he just goes down these rabbit holes that, yeah. I think you were saying it to Ed about all those Spiro guys that they just have some kind of creativity, different creativity to come up with that kind of shit. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of, induced in a certain way with those people too but it's i reckon it's interesting yeah, eh? like because you kind of you know i don't know i'll get a bit philosophical here but you kind of you're, you're kind of like eliminating parts of your brain and other parts kind of light up so you know well, it kind of makes sense that these stereotypical guys that we you know you have these points in your life where you go to like a dealer's house or you know someone who's just totally tripped out and like got all the gear or whatever, and you're like, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, how are you even talking about this stuff? I don't even know what you're talking about, but it's kind of cool. Well, well, that's the whole thing, kind of with psilocybin and the, and, and the whole kind of magic magic mushroom kind of stuff is that there's so much research going on, like with whole PTSD, anxiety, depression, all of that kind of stuff, and and like they've done all the brain scans and the MRI. And, MRIs and all that kind of stuff, and they they think that it's you know like what exactly what you said like it eliminates some kind of things, but then it open up it opens up new like new neural pathways and that's like that's in, insane like what what that kind of stuff is doing and that kind of research is now showing yeah um, and that's kind of like I mean I, I wholeheartedly agree like it, it opens up to such new ways of thinking and. Um, New ways, of, new ways of looking at things and new perspectives and, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy kind of where that stuff's kind of heading. Yeah, and I think when you go like like what you were saying before about the breath work, there's all this crazy stuff you can do and it's not like you'd watch a YouTube clip and then go, okay, cool, I'm going to follow that. You want to do it with someone or you want to do it who, you know, someone like Wim Hof who actually knows their shit, right? You know, I had a conversation yeah. recently yep. with a person over here, like a really respected person who every now and then does like full mushy treatments with someone else. So periodically he'll go and have like a mental session and just be laid on his back for like eight hours or something. And over time when he kept on doing it, he actually was like, you know, I could hear like something calling me to go outside sort of thing. And he went outside and he said he just experienced color and like, nature like he'd never experienced before it's like he was he this is these are his words they're not my words it's like nature was like full talking to him all the flowers were like just like it wasn't like talking like you and i it was just speaking to him on a different level and then even post that like even like days and weeks after he still had that kind of same impression so like what you're saying, like neurologically, you could imagine that part of the brain is still like firing big time, even post Still kind of firing, yeah. And he says like, you know, he's not a, he wouldn't call himself like a drug user or anything, but he's like, I, I use it because I know it works for me. And I know when I get a bit like, yeah, I get a bit stale on things and then I go and have, you know, a proper session with this guy and a, a proper yep. dose or whatever. And then, you know, for the next however many months, I'm, I'm living yep. sweet. Yeah, well, there was all that. There's all that research with you know, like terminal, terminal kind of cancer patients. You know, about being anxious to die and all of that kind of stuff. And they have like a heavy, 
heavy dose of psilocybin and, you know, potentially, you know, they live for up to, you know, another 12 months or so, their fear of dying, their anxiety levels, this is like all documented through their own kind of personal experiences and um, like through journaling and that, and interviews and like psychotherapy sessions. And that's what they also, they also like their, the lasting effects of one trip can be upwards of six to 12 months, which is crazy. That like, is crazy to think, hey. That is really crazy to think. Yeah. So, so even when you look mean, at, I'm, I'm old. Even when you look at like, I was about to say, what the body does, that was kind of awkward. I was, yeah. <laughs> let's start again. <laughs> Go, say Go it. Oh, it's still awkward. <laughs> I love that. This is what Cashy would love, the awkwardness. Yeah. Oh, you go. No, what? Hey, what? Oh, no, go. Are you going to go? <laughs> this is the best bit. Yeah, I was going to say that it's like what the, I don't know a lot about it, but I'm just kind of like thinking about it now. When you look at dementia patients, of how they go to like a certain part of their memory gets cut off and they go back to a, super old time like when they were young or childhood memories or even like youth memories it's almost like the the brain's natural as sad as that is for everyone it's no like not desensitizing that um but it's interesting to think about it from like a brain perspective of how the brain just kind of shuts that area off but then it sparks another area of when you're going into a time of your life when you're talking about dying and passing away it's like dementia yeah. kind of naturally does a similar, a similar, not the same, yep. but like a similar process of like shutting down a part of the brain, but then lighting up another part to say like to kind of live these childhood memories. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, um, and I guess that, that whole kind of same thing with kind of PTSD, you know, that whole suppression of memories and that kind of side of things as well. Like it's crazy what the brain's capable of, that's for sure. Have you ever done sound healing? No. I'm just throwing that in there. Yeah, what's what's what what is that? Super interesting. I've only ever done it once. I went to a um uh an osteopath, a cranio it's called a craniosacral osteopath. Um and osteopaths yeah. are kind of like is- chiros, but they don't do the whole body stuff. They don't have like yep. crack you around or anything. Um and anyway, she's like yeah, I can feel like a, you know, these people, I can feel like something in your chest, you know, is really tight and do you mind if I do a sound healing? And I'm like, okay, but I have no idea what that is, <laughs> but I'm down for it. Let's go. And she did it. And like, it was just like tones of a voice of her voice. And it was like the most surreal thing, man. It was wild. And like, it just felt. Uh, is that something? Go. Is that something similar where it's like where you've got like 483 hertz or is that is that kind of similar kind of thing? Well, I think, yes. Where it kind of where it reaches, reaches some kind of frequency or vibration kind of. Yes. Yes. That's how yeah, I, I mean, right. okay. despite yeah. her singing yeah. or whatever, it was like not a voice, man. It was like full. The tones of what you say, like the, the frequency of the tones was like, whoa. Yes. And I don't know. It did yep. something like a kind of. I felt good after it. <laughs> but it was interesting. Was that a placebo effect or was that? No, or do you reckon it will fully work? 
I don't actually really know. Maybe, I don't know. But it was kind of weird. It was kind of cool. Mm. I don't know why I'm saying that, but it's just like coming to my mind. So that's what happens. Do you, do you um, going back to old mate with his, with his crazy mushroom trips, did he find, how often did he have to do that? What, like, what was his, what was his trigger? Well, he doesn't put a like a time limit on it. He kind of generalized and said every few months. And basically, yeah, he just goes to um, his own kind of the, the Sammy way, right? His own way. He's just like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of know that it's not something I use and abuse and I know something that it's kind of unlocked something in me personally in this way. So his kind of reference point is when he feels that things like his sensory world, I guess, is not getting, yeah. I don't know if you call it like inspiration or whatever, but if things get a bit too much, um, but it's not like, oh, had a shit day at work, I'm going to do mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's more like, you know, feeling disconnected and so that's what he does to kind of, I guess, reconnect himself. Yeah. And he's the sort of dude that I was like, I was like, wow, you're kind of blowing my mind because I had no idea of that. Like, I'd never have that picture of this sort of person, right? They're the kind of good ones, though, I reckon, that, yeah. that kind of come out with those left, left of field. Totally. You, you know, you have, this one, you have this one image of one person and you would, you would kind of never expect anything like that from them. They're the ones that catch you off guard, I reckon. Yeah, and they're the ones that kind of bring that polarity to like old mate with his two utes out the front and going into the Rastafarian house with the, you know, <laughs> the Kiwi flag over the over the windows to darken it up a bit, kind of lava lamp in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't forget the lava lamp, mate. Can't fl- can't no, forget the lava lamp. You gotta have that. But it's um. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm all for that kind of stuff. Like, if old mate is going to this person to do some kind of internal work or inter- internal kind of therapy therapy for himself, and it works for him, I don't think it, I don't I don't see there should be any cause for that to be illegal. Like, there's a whole other another yeah whole another discussion and conversation. But um, yeah, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, for like me, you're not perf- harming anyone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if if it's done in the right setting and it's done with the right intentions, I'm all for it. Beautifully said, mate. Mm. So, yeah. what's happening over the next? What's happening over the weekend, and then what's happening over the next few weeks for you? Um, mate, I've got to work tomorrow, so it's a Saturday over here. So we operate like on a um. Saturday on, Saturday off kind of thing because construction works in a six-day cycle. So I'll work tomorrow. It won't be a full day. i hopefully knock off around kind of two-ish, thereabouts. Um, and then old Gladys has eased the restrictions over here so that uh, two people are allowed to go around to a single household. So I think DK and I are going to go over to Hado's and uh, have dinner with Ames and, and those guys. So oh, what? I'm sure we'll um, – I'm sure we'll end up at the house, under the house at some stage. What so, a treat! Looking for, looking forward to that, mate. Which will be nice. Turn on the mic. It's a bit of a celebration. Yeah, that's it. I, I spoke to him just before, and I was like, "Come oh, on, mate, let's do a double. It'd be good. 
And he's like, oh, he's a bit hesitant. He's, he's still in the but, back uh, of the cave, mate. He doesn't want to poke his head out. <laughs> he's yeah. trembling. Yep. No, he'll, he'll come around. He'll come around. Yeah, I don't know about that. So, yeah, other than that, mate, um, Sunday, don't know, day off and I don't know, we'll see what the waves are like and yep. just kind of make the most of the day off, I suppose. Cool. And then for the next couple of weeks, mate, we've got a busy busy kind of month, month and a half kind of towards the end of kind of coming into June long weekend. That's kind of go time for us to hand over our part of the building. Okay. Um, yeah, so it'll be a hectic, hectic kind of month and a half. All right. Prepare for that, that, mate. Prepare for that. It's a good little um, reference yeah. point here for you to prepare for the, for, for the month ahead. So I what think, do you yeah, reckon of... Um, preparing for it. Yeah. Been preparing for it, so yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens. You look well prepared, mate. <laughs> hey, what do you Try, reckon? Mate. What I'm do you trying. reckon of the the boys' convos so far? The little five eps that we've had together. I'm interested in your thoughts. I've been, I've been really enjoying it. I've re- yeah, and when I I actually spoke to Hado oh, midweek, I think, and I was before the before the episode with um, Blair got released. And I said to him, I said, I'd be really interested to hear what Viv has to say. And um, I reckon it was probably my fave ep so far, mate. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, I liked fave. it. It was good. Yeah, it was my fave. Yeah, it. no, it was good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just some interesting topics. And um, no, I, th- I, think it's, I, I think it's good hearing what everyone has to say. You know, everyone has such a different outlook and different perspective and even just a different background um, of kind of all the kind of weird shit that everyone's doing. Um, and I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think it's a, uh, a nice little kind of um, keyhole kind of peep into, into everyone's life. And no, I, I, I really appreciate listening and having the opportunity even just to listen to what everyone has to say. I think that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I'm totally with you, man. Um, yeah, the more, I don't know, we've done like this is going to be the sixth, right? <clears throat> and like I said, it's not, like I said to Hayden, we're not going to be pushing, you know, iTunes Hottest 100 podcasts of 2020. But even just as a, a little social thing between us, right, like you don't get the chance to do that. And especially, you know, even back home when we were all kind of back home on the coast together. Oh, sound healing? Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a, <laughs> I thought you were going to do a bit of sound healing. Pouring a, <laughs> pouring a nice glass of wine, mate. I was, nice I was getting prepared. Yeah, just to have the I chance to... Rubbing, I, I can start, yeah, do I can start rubbing, the, rubbing, the, rubbing the rim if you want. Oh, come on, mate. No, it's not going to happen. The boys can't see the video of you rubbing <laughs> your rim. <laughs> Fair enough, we'll go there. Uh, but yeah, just to be able to kind of catch up on a, you know, however long the conversation is, like talk to Ed for an hour around Melbourne, I'd probably talk for about 45 minutes and he'd probably talk for 15 and, <laughs> and just going wherever, it's just, I reckon it's just cool, man. And like, just even thinking like when everyone would be listening to it, whether it's on their way to work or kind of just cruising over a glass of wine or. I had that, I had that same thought. I had that exactly the same thought because I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm driving. Or when I'm kind of on the way to work or, or something like that, and um, I was driving back up the coast, and 
exactly like had exactly the same thought. I trying to picture when everyone was actually listening to it and what they were doing at, at that time. Yeah, it's cool. It's huh? a weird one. It is because I mean you do yeah. listen to so many podcasts, right? Like I listen to a few and you learn all about stuff about all these other people and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, we're doing it and we're just having a conversation and then sharing it between all of us as mates and oh, that's cool. Yeah. How, um, what's it, like, I you were saying you had someone from Perth, you had, have you, have you checked the analytics at all? Or you? <laughs> yeah, sorry, shout Man, out to I Perth. I think it's hilarious. Shout out to Perth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout out to Perth. Yeah, very happy, um, it's great we've got listeners over in Perth. <laughs> United States, Russia, actually. Potentially. We hit someone in the States. Whoa. Yeah. That's, um, that's another one, shout out to the States. I don't have any further analytics, but, um. Thanks who, for listening. Who else can we get? Come on, who else can we shout out? Well, I don't know. You just got to put it out there. I'm still waiting on the China Weibo to get involved, the Chinese authorities to get involved yep. and listen in. Yeah. Another, another, Spiro, another Spiro kind of topic. Yeah, that's wild. Let's not get started on that. That's for another ep. <laughs> that's going, that's deep. Very, very deep. Mate, I, I, I do follow... I, I do have to bring this up. There is this lady that I follow, like that I'm friends with on Facebook, in like who lives in Bali. She's got like a bunch of villas and stuff, and like her posts frustrate me so much. But I can't not look at them <laughs> because they're so like contradictory and yeah. and so so like she goes on about this like obviously with this COVID stuff, and she's like, oh, it's all a, a government ploy and. And now she's like just constantly attacking Bill Gates and how he wants this, like all this vaccine. And then, so like, and then there's like the, the kind of, there was this one final post that she did where she was just like, if you don't agree with my views, then like you can pretty much just fuck off. And then someone was like, someone kind of just commented and was just like, hey, like here's this latest study, rah, 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 and like actually provided scientific research. And then she was just like, nah, like not having an absolute bar of it. And then like just my favorite line of this comment was she was like, I get all my research from Linda. She owns the Bondi health shop. Like you should email her and she'll send you all this stuff. She's been looking at this stuff for the last 10 years. And I was like, how do you, how the fuck do you operate? Like what? Yeah. Mate, you need to follow Linda because she's the root. Imagine the cracking post that she'd have. If this chick that you're following is going down the rabbit hole like that and getting her information from Linda at Bondi, shout I, out to I Bondi. Mean, I really, yeah, shout out to Linda at Bondi Health Store. <laughs> she, I don't even know where the Bondi Health Dude Store is. Never there even heard one. of it. Never, there never isn't one. That's is. why it's part of the conspiracy. Yeah, <laughs> it's part of the spirit, <laughs> man. But like, I get so frustrated, and I know I shouldn't, but at the same time, like, I can't unfollow her or unfriend her. No, purely for the fact that I'm, so, I'm, I'm still so interested in like just her contradictions. I think that's what's that's what's keeping me hanging on. I think it's a fantastic reality to have and to be involved around. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, yeah. Like I said, I shouldn't waste my energy on it, but I just get I just get so involved in it. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just that how people can operate operate on those like those such strange levels. Well, this, yeah, so this brings open, this could be another hour of going into like alternate realities, <laughs> like what Ed was saying. 
<laughs> when it, yeah, I knew. Oh, jeez. Because how, like, if you think about it, oh, we've got a difficulties happening here. I hit, I hit the blue tack. Um, when you think about it, like that person is living that reality, like saying those things and saying, no, nope, I don't care what you say. You have no idea what you're talking about. I do. You guys are crazy. I'm not. Like that's a reality, man. Linda from Bondi is 100% correct. Bill Gates? Bill Gates? Who? Who's Bill Gates? Yeah, and they like, and like they're vilifying him just for the fact that he was apparently mates with Jeffrey Epstein and visited his fucking pedo island. Like that's like, they're all, they're all <laughs> mate, corrupt. It's classic. They're all corrupt. Yeah, yeah, they're all corrupt. They're all they're all as bad as each other. Yeah. Probably Linda's Linda's probably taken backhanders just to to post all of this stuff off some other corrupt person. I wouldn't put him past him. Mate. But, uh, yeah. I reckon there's one more thing I want to ask you. And it's got to do with where you think this podcast is going. Because at the moment I'm kind of thinking as we're talking, you know, it's cool to – because I had no intent. There's no intentions behind it, right? It was just like – Okay, let's, you know, you, you heard the story time and time again and just getting together and just talking yep. and everything. But it's going to get to a point where there'll be people who probably don't want to go on it. Like there's already some names that haven't been coming up and I'm starting to like say, Sammy's up next and Shelby's following. Um, <laughs> but then where from there? Like I, I'm interested. I'm thinking just off the top of my head and talked with Hayda, like a couple of group sessions would be interesting. Like... I've thrown out the group idea to Hato a bunch of times. Have you? Yeah. What do you yeah, reckon about that? Yeah, a bunch of times. I, yeah, I think like even just like it's almost like a mini recorded roundtable discussion. The only thing we'd have to kind of whether we'd have to the whole delay thing, whether we're on separate or whether can you do like a, a three-way WhatsApp call or can you or would we have to be in the same room? No, you can do it like on on WhatsApp three-way WhatsApp or on Zoom or whatever. Easy. Ah, oh, yeah, true. Yeah, true. Um, mate, I'm all for it. I, I don't know. I'm all for it. I'm such an avid pod, like podcast listener, so I don't know. I'm I'm all for it. Where wherever you take it, though, um, it it kind of depends. Would you would you get guests outside of kind of that like our kind of friendship circle? No, I'm not really interested in that. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Because, <laughs> because I mean, because like realistically, everyone else is kind of doing. It. Well, that's it, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's interesting just to go around the boys and then see what comes up, and then even if it just keeps on going, um, I don't, I don't see like this going to be something where everyone goes like, oh, listen to this podcast about these guys from somewhere, and they're just talking, <laughs> talking about like. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, man, I've listened to a couple of those podcasts before and they suck. They're so shit. Oh, man, are you categorizing <laughs> us into that? <laughs> well, we've been going too long. See what happens, though? Yeah. Like, there is some, there's some psychological stuff behind it, like hitting the half an hour mark or 20-minute mark. Like I did this podcast the other day with this chick from Dubai and it's like 22 minutes long and her benchmark's 20. So it's 20, it's like power, power, power through it. And then close it up and then off you yep. go. And then there's a whole psychological thing beyond like half an hour and beyond an hour and you're creating the storyline. And But this is just like, where yeah. does Samuel go? 
that's and I think that's the that's the beauty in it though. Like there shouldn't be any clear direct path of where anyone needs to go. You know, I think it's the conversation should just free flow and you know, if you want to talk about X, Y, and Z, go for it. Yeah. And I think the more open you are, like the more open you are as the, as the person who's being recorded and the more like open I am, just the easier it goes, yes. right? Like yeah. um, you know, Viv and Ed just go blah 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 blah. And it's also interesting to kind of reflect on even like my relationships and like with everyone too, of how well you know, yep. I know Blair and Ed from like when I first moved to the coast. So it's kind of you kick into yep. a different gear as soon as you talk. Um, and, you know, people like yes. uh, Mitch and yourself, we don't have like such a, a, a like history in terms of length, but like we've got cool reference points and that and um, like with Hato yes. and, yep. you know, it's just interesting to kind of, you can kind of put a blanket approach on it, but you also can't, like what you're saying, just a totally individual whatever happens, whatever happens. Do you do you really listen to them? Yeah. Yep. And do you, do you kind of have takeaway notes from it at all, or do you? Or is there like areas where you think, as an, I'm going to put you on a pedestal here, but as an interviewer, would you like? Do you kind of think, oh, I can improve here, or do you think? Uh, I think I just look at it in terms of reflecting. Um, because I'm not really good at like diarizing things and that, but if I'm having conversations yes. like this, I like to go back and just kind of hear again because you kind of detach. Then you're like an observer rather than like doing the interview or you being the interviewee, you know. So even just going back yes. and observing yep. like the conversation and listening and like picking up on things that you didn't really uh, pick up on, I just like that kind of process, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's. I mean, if you're, to- I find it if I'm talking to to certain people, um, and say in, in this instance now, I've probably forgotten what I've said, you know, however long ago, twenty minutes ago, or whatever it was, and it's kind of like exactly what you kind of said. If you can reflect and you can kind of touch back on what you've said, then you can kind of take it more in. Like this podcast where I have to, that I listen to, where I, where you have to rewind and um, go over things three or four different times just to be able to take it in. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I reckon if you're forgetting what I you thought, said 20 minutes ago, that's epic because then you're not really like consciously thinking about what you need to say. Good point. Yeah, I didn't even didn't even think of that. But yeah, I mean, I, I find myself I, I catch myself doing that all the time with, with kind of certain podcasts. You know, there's was one Eric Weinstein. He's like the portal, and he's he's mates with that Lex Lex Friedman guy. Is what um, Ed was talking about and. The stuff that he talks about and he goes on with, you know, I I almost have to listen to his podcast almost twice over. He's the most intellectual man I reckon I've ever heard speak. And he doesn't dumb shit down. He's not like your Joe Rogans or someone else kind of like that. Joe, don't get me wrong, Joe, I think Joe, Joe Rogan's great and he provides a great platform for people to, to kind of get their ideas across. But then this other guy just goes, no, like if you can, if you're smart enough to understand what I have to say, then that's great. But like I said, man, I have to rewind his his stuff three or four times just to even understand what he's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of interesting though. Um, I'm just reflecting on this podcast I did with this chick, uh, Mimi, and I knew it was going to be 20 minutes, right? Because that's her criteria. <clears throat> yeah. 
and she sends you the pre-questions before so you kind of had that preparation to go okay 20 minutes is not really a long time so you need to be concise and you need to be clear um and the amount of like clarity you can bring in 20 minutes is is pretty cool right but if you have like an infinite amount of time it's like you can just be going around and around and you go you kind of go through in conversations you kind of go through like the intense periods and then you go like awkwardness or like you know just trying to find another rhythm and then you go up again and that's kind of the time thing with conversations too i'm i'm kind of reflecting on anyway yeah and, and like like did you with yours like with the one that you just previously did did you have like certain kind of topics that you personally wanted to touch on and did you miss anything with that with that chick i did the podcast with yeah. Yeah, she's she's doing a whole like big she's written she's like publishing a book on empathy and and leadership empathy. She's like in a some creative agency in Dubai. And um yep. her whole thing is like empathetic leadership or empathetic uh, empathy in the workplace. So that was yep. that's her theme, right? So it's like, you know, set questions, four or five kind of loose questions based upon the individual as in me. Um and then you kind of just have she just poses a question and you just have free reign and kind of keep yourself in check and then a, a closing question and then that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, you can fully structure it like that and I get I get how that's pretty cool because it's like, wow, that was a cool conversation in 20 minutes with someone I, I just yeah. only met like a couple of weeks ago. Um, whereas like with this, it's like, well, there's no need to put a time on it. When you put a time on it, then you constrict yeah. it and you're like, then you're probably consciously thinking – Oh, what do I? What should I say? And what do I need to say? Whereas, if you forget twenty minutes ago what you said, sweet, go back and listen. You can go back yeah, and listen sure. to it later on, right? And then go, oh yeah, well, that's what I, I messaged Viv after his, and I said, have you listened to it yet? And he was like, no, like he couldn't bear to think of it. And I'm like, and Hado was the same. I'm like, man, you need to go and listen to it. Like, get over yourself. That's how you sound, and go and listen to it. Like, don't pretend it's not you talking, right? Yeah, you've just kind of almost got to get over that awkwardness of going, fuck, is that how I really sound? Do I really sound like an eater or is it? Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. Mate, going back to what you just said before, though, like empathy and like leadership, what are your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm really interested to hear because like I'm a big fan of like Simon Sinek and those like those. Sorry, Sammy, just technical difficulties. No, no, all good. Yeah, Simon Sinek and. There's like there's whole kind of like books on like leaders eat last and that kind of stuff. What do you like? I'm really kind of interested to to hear your kind of thoughts on that because yeah. my as I was kind of saying before, my role and my job is is pretty much just basically relationship management and people management and leadership. Yeah. So like I'm, I've got a big interest in that kind of that kind of field. Mm. What do you what are your like what are your main kind of points on that? Yeah. Well, I have many. <clears throat> and maybe that, you know, that 20-minute, you should listen to that 20-minute podcast because it's all about like empathy in the workplace, empathy in education, and I just relate it all back yep. to the individual um, and basically kind of wrapped it up into four principal themes. <clears throat> and one was, uh, one was if I have an understanding of myself as like that I have curiosity, if I understand that um, I have, I'm like, I'm inquisitive about things. There's a difference between curiosity and being inquisitive about things. There's like a subtle difference. 
And if yep. I'm like, if I acknowledge that I'm like an energetic spirit or an energetic person or an energetic being, and if I acknowledge yep. that I'm, you know, a culmination of those things, um, if I know that in myself, then I'd know that in other people. And I'd appreciate it from another person's perspective. And I appreciate that their reality is different to mine. And when you're bringing it back to you yep. saying about, you know, you have several different nationalities and communication is an issue and you're kind of in the middle ground and people are trying to please and people are trying to do the right job and trying not to, you know, there's all those cultural nuances that you have to, you don't actually really know because you're not from that culture, but you're sensitive to it. Um, and yeah. if you have, yep. you know, you, you having the nature that you have and being so open that you are to um, to differences and just you know acknowledging that in in every single person regardless of nationality, um, they're still human beings, right? So, hundred percent to bring empathy. Yes, very much so. She was this Mimi was like, so how do you you know what are, what are your thoughts on teaching empathy? And I'm like, well, you know what, like you can't teach empathy if you don't live that's it. A, yeah, that's what I, yeah. If you don't live it then you can't actually teach it. You can't like categorically say, okay, today we're going to do this in empathy class because you'll have people that you come across and they're like, why should I be nicer? I'm like, I'm in a position of power and I'm in a position of leadership. So, I mean, my role as a manager is to manage below me. So people just need to listen. So why should I be nicer? Time is money. I need to be more efficient. And, and you know, getting to know people and having conversations takes a long time. But you know yourself yeah. in what you do and how you do things that it's the most important thing in order to have like peace and like for people to actually give their best. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. I, I had a um, very oh, – my, my kind of direct line manager um, said to me the other day, you know, like a, a person isn't measured on their own out or a, a leader isn't measured on their own output but their output of their team. And that kind of really stuck with me and I was just like that kind of thing and, and having that kind of leadership skills and showing that kind of empathy and relationship skills is how you get the most out of people working under you. And, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how much, you know, the, the old school hardline way of construction was, you know, I don't give a fuck how you do it or when you do it. I just want it fucking done. Yeah. I want it done now. Yeah, totally. And, like, that's that's – changing in a way i think i think because of you know people are becoming more aware of you know relationships are so important within the workplace um and you know people burn out people can like you know construction is one of the leading most um sorry is is pretty much like the leading industry for people committing suicide like if if not mm. it is, it's yeah. one of one of the leading ones, you know, and mm. it's that's such a big thing that I think people like myself and people in in the industry need to be wary of, and that comes down to your relationships and then also how you treat people at work. Totally, it's a massive massive one, man. Massive one. Yeah, it's huge, man. But you know, it's so important. And you know what I think a big factor is? It's a generational thing. Like our kind of generation, yes. yeah, are kind of in the middle of um, having dealt with what it was like to be treated like shit by a boss, especially on the work site, like there's a whole, you know, you've been in that, I've been in that before, a bunch of other guys have been in that. And like, I mean, you get treated like worse than dirt, right? And compound that day after day, day after day, then you start to live into that reality unless you're strong enough, hey? 
Um, so I totally yeah, get what yeah, you're saying so. about mental health and, and, and the significance of that compounding effect. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves in positions of influence. So we have that understanding of what it's like based upon our own experiences and our own observations. And we have a clear understanding as to what we don't want to be like and how we don't want to be. Yeah, that was my, I guess that was one of my big motivations was, you know, I had a shit boss and I was like, I'm never going to be like that. Massive motivation. Totally. And that kind of feel, like kind of fuels you. And, you're, and, that, and then, I, then I've obviously my interest in that kind of side of things sparked as well. And you go, okay, like, what, what resources, what's available out there for me to kind of do, do a little bit more reading or do a little bit more research. And yeah, like it's, like, like what you said though, like if you, I, I guess you're having that and going through those kind of times gives you way more perspective than, you know, if you haven't. Well, you wouldn't Fuck, be. man, I'm so thankful. Yeah, totally. I, like, I've got nothing but gratitude for those moments and also gratitude that I was like <sighs> strong enough to, deal with all that stuff and actually not you know lose it as well getting treated like shit yeah yeah very much so but without very that much so. and I, without that you wouldn't have gone on this path right you wouldn't have had that that polar opposite observation or experience to say you know what i don't want to be like that and i'm not going to be like that so yeah yeah ex- exactly exactly i think i think sometimes i think those like obviously there's shit times but to a certain degree, I think some people need to go through those. You know, it all can't be, you know, flowers and daisies all the time. I think they're definitely like, oh no, and that's obviously what what life is all about. You know, it's it's through highs and lows. But I mean, it's what you do with those highs and lows kind of makes you who you are. I think. Yeah, and then when you think about being in a position of some sort of influence, whether it's a, a status or you know, I've always said personally that, you know, I'm a leader, doesn't matter what position I've ever had. And there's a reason why people yep. come and talk to me about things and the reason why, you know, you go to you get voted into doing board meetings and board meetings of schools and things like that. Because, I mean, you just, when you speak from a place of truth and integrity, that just speaks volumes to people. And when you realize that um, you don't actually have to have a workplace with dickheads around. <laughs> Like if you had, just imagine, right? Imagine having those those reference points. Imagine not having those reference points around and you had people like just doing things out of the goodness and out of understanding. You know what? You're going to have a shit day, but I understand that because I have shit day, days too. So cool. We just won't talk today and then we'll hit it up tomorrow. Like rather than being into conflict, <laughs> imagine, you know, this is also we're looking at the new generation coming through the workforce and saying, you know, imagine having not having those limitations and those boundaries and just, I mean, then comes productivity, then comes like loyalty and like you want to get the job done in a week, you got to deliver in, in a month. Sweet, man, we're going to do it for you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, sure. And that's when you, yeah. And that's when also other relationships then flourish as well, I think. Um yeah, I hadn't, man. It's 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 a it's a hard one because, like, obviously, construction is so ingrained with that, and there's still such that next generation up that isn't aware of even this kind of thinking, you know. Um, so that's kind of a hard hard bridge in my industry. Yeah. Um, but I'm but I mean the guard, like the the tide is kind of slowly turning. I think. And I think um, every little bit 
you know, as with everything, you can't expect exponential change just to shift like that. Um, no, exactly. Yeah, I'm just thinking about other things now. But I did this, um, like, say how my brain works, it just goes everywhere. Internet, we did this international educators course for a week where there was like 26 international educators from 22 different countries. And we kind of co-facilitated that for the week. And one of them was from uh, Haiti. So kind of, you know, third world poor country talking about yep. uh, schools that are not schools. They're actually under a tree um, and don't actually have teachers and that the grade nine kids teach the kids that are there and people come 10 kilometers walking. The kids come 10 Ks walking for food. And she was a, an advisor for wow. the government. And I had a big conversation with her after one of the sessions I held and she said, you know, I just, I don't know what to do. I've been fighting and fighting and fighting for these kids and I've been fighting for change. I've been fighting for funds. And, and I just said, well, how's that going for you? And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, how's the fight going for you? And she's like, well, I'm getting nowhere. And I said, well, what are you fighting for? What are you actually fighting for? And she was like, well, I'm fighting for change for the kids and I'm fighting for money. And, and I said, is that something that you should kind of be modeling in yourself and the kids that you're actually fighting for them? Or should you just be like thinking about it in different terms? And she was like, oh, I don't really know what you mean. I was like, well, you should be telling the story, right? Like you should be telling the story of what you told me of these kids walking 10 kilometers to get food and like no teachers. Like you actually need to be a storyteller and tell the reality of what it is. And I'm just like bringing that as a point to to you and saying that, yeah, you know, builders and carpenters are often generational or there's that stereotype amongst amongst the, the trades. But it's also going, unless you really understand someone's story, can you then go, oh, wow, that's actually, you know, it's hard for you or it's challenging for you or I'll understand why you think like that and I don't expect you to change but at least I'm not going to be triggered by you. So, you know, it's taken away from fight and taken it to actually, you know, understanding someone else's story. Yeah, for sure. And and it's, yeah, kind of going back to understanding, It's it all starts with having an open conversation and your, your initial relationship with someone. You know, like there's there's times where, um, you know, I've had conversations with guys on site, and they like, you kind of they they the more you kind of talk talk with them, the more they open up as well. You know, normally they're kind of hard ass kind of guys or or whatever that don't normally like talking. And as soon as you kind of break that barrier and you find some kind of common ground, then they kind of start to open up. And I mean, I, I've told probably twenty guys about like kind of the Wim Hof stuff. And, you know, three or four of them still do it kind of every day and just kind of simple shit like that, you know, like it's, yeah. and they wouldn't normally be exposed to kind of any kind of stuff like that or, and even just having that kind of conversation with them is amazing, you know, like it, it, even just being able to kind of break down that barrier, you know, I'm normally kind of seen as the, I guess, the kind of bad guy being in the position that I am in, but I don't want to be known as that. You know, I have sometimes I have to play that guy, but I don't want to be known as that bad kind of bad kind of guy, bad guy position. You know. Yeah. So. And the the only thing that you can have other than talking, you know, in a specific set amount of time is 
to actually give it time and to give those conversations time and you know compound it's like it's the reverse of what happens what we we're talking about mental health and suicide what you were saying before of if you're having like the compounded effect of being told you're a shit kicker and you go and do this shit job and you go and get the whatever it's like the opposite of that right it's the inverse of that saying if you're compounding every single day with like a proper discussion a proper conversation some proper time then you know these guys are yep. able to then separate your position from you and that's when it's like we just yeah, realize there's no barrier yeah, just very much. doing different roles very much so man very much so and and i learned something um when I was working in the mines in West Oz, it's, you know, most construction workers only kind of, they don't care about a few things, but, the, you know, their, their priorities are their kids and their wife and what they get up to on the weekends because that's their time off. But you can kind of ask them what they do on, or what they're up to on the weekend and how their kids are going. Mate, even better if you can remember what their kids' names are and how they're doing, you'll, you'll like their best mate and they will. And it's, and it's not in a manipulate, manipulation way. Like I'm not doing that to manipulate people, but even just creating that that relationship and having breaking down that kind of initial barrier is like it's like what you said. It it, op- it opens up so many avenues of of conversation and just f- furthers that relationship. You know? Yeah, I mean, you're just bringing to light what it is and why it is that they're there doing what they do. But you're recognizing yeah, that, you're acknowledging that, that, you know, that's why we do what we do. It's not necessarily, we're not here yep. to glorify ourselves as the best carpenter or the best sparky or, you know, the best teacher in the world. It's like we have underlying things that we are like families or even like self-inspirations or aspirations that, you know, it's yep. really just kind of bringing out the things we don't talk about and saying, yeah, I get it. You know, I see that you have kids and I acknowledge that you have kids or I acknowledge that you're, you know, trying to work towards this or that. And yeah, so I get what you're saying. It's not, it's definitely not manipulation. It's acknowledgement, I think. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So, on that point, mate, yeah. I'd like to what acknowledge. You, oh, that was awkward. I was going to ask you, what, you, what have you got on for the next couple of I'm going to have to sort that out. Can you hear that? Nah, I can't hear it at There's all. There's going to be complaints from the boys. All- They're going to be sending me apps about like audio quality. Please, please edit out that bit. I'm like, boys, I spend like five or ten minutes editing and that's it. Um, Next couple I of weeks. Leave it raw, mate. Yeah, raw. R-A-W. Um, next couple of weeks, I am going to continue to be super busy getting this learning center underway. Uh, hoping in the week ahead that the land contracts will come through which means we then go on to design and engaging builders to build like wooden structures, get all the sewer connected, yep. water connected, electricity connected. Yep. So kind of facilitating all of that. All of that. This weekend or tomorrow I've got a couple of discussions with some potential team members that will come on board. By the end of next week we want to have a core team of like five teachers plus myself and the other international teacher um, and start. Yep. And potentially, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a lot on, but it's, it's in the flow and it's cool. It's exciting. It's exciting though. Super cool, man. We've got 20, almost 21, 22 kids that have locked in. Um, 
And that's kind of wow. our, our limits, 25. We're just having like a small-scale learning center. The idea is not to make money off the learning center. It's enough to pay for land, yep. buildings, wages, salaries. Wages, um, yep. And then outside of that, we've got a model which will kick into gear maybe six months to a year time, which will be local teacher education training, international teacher education training, um, and multiple little side things that will that will kind of feed so, off the school. So on a time scale, when will this kind of centre be be open? August. Shit, that's tight. Yeah, man. Well, the whole the whole. <laughs> okay. It's, it's full on, like a full time green school um, online teaching work, and then also like it's kind of cool, right? Like it's online work. So I set up my week on a Sunday. Um, I check in with the class for half an hour in the morning, and then I'm off. Like I'm off, like going to see people, going to see solicitors, and going to meet people and talk with people, and do exactly what we're doing now, and have enough time to develop relationships with these core team members that are going to come on. So I don't put a time frame on those conversations. They're like two, three hours, four hours sometimes of just spending time with someone. Um, anyway, I'm going on a bit, but yeah, August. So everyone knows, all the families know that they're going to be coming into a co-created space. So it's not going to be you walk into a beautifully manicured, huge buildings um, we're, yep. we're having very yep. minimal impact, minimal land impact, um, and we're only using like wooden structures or bamboo structures. So everything's going to be really low footprint, um, and also co-created, yep. like all the gardens, pathways, everything. The kids are going to come and do, and the family's going to come do too. Because when do you off, when cool. do you get a chance to kind of create a whole learning center yep. from the ground up? Yeah, I think that's that's more so where I'd kind of see myself in terms in terms of construction as well. Um, I mean, creating things that are, you know, kind of have legacy kind of pieces, or you know, that have kind of some kind of meaning that people can use. I mean, I, I've kind of I've spoken to Hato about it a bunch of times. You know, at the moment, I'm building a casino for rich people to come in and lose millions of dollars of money, yeah. and that kind of burns me some at some sometimes, like. But I know that it's good for my experience and, um, you know, I'm learning so many different things. But at the same time, I, I face this constant kind of battle in terms of what am I actually building? Why Am I going to use this and am, am I going to enjoy it? Mm. Um, and I definitely see myself going down that more a, a sustainable kind of building path and then B, creating things for people that they can continually use. Um, yeah, that's definitely an area that I'm interested in for sure. Yeah, and I think when you go down to what the the intention is behind whatever it is that you're creating, like the intention behind a casino is to make shitloads of money, and to yes, you know the, yeah. the the natural consequences of that on on people's livelihoods is you know that's we all know about that. But you know, even to have Imagine like getting into a project with someone who had a good intention of, you know, doing a cool learning center um, or, you know, some sort of different inspiration where you could kind of have an aligning, yeah. an aligning um, you know, intention behind it. Then all the skills that you're learning now, you're just kicking into gear just in a different environment. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the, the skills that I'm learning now are, are very transferable. Um and yeah, like, like like I said, there's 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 a bunch of options and other bunch of avenues that I can kind of go down. Um, I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens. 
the best way to be, mate. Horizon. The best way to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But, mate, I think my phone's I my phone's about to die. We've yeah. been talking for God knows how long. One hour and nineteen forty seconds, man. Record. Sammy P. Shit. You. I, I don't want a record, mate. I don't want the I don't uh, want the glory. Well it's a PB, put it that way. <laughs> just put this look at it that way. Mate, we might have to yeah, we might have to break the PB with a group chat, I reckon. I reckon. Someone, will get on, someone else will get on here with a group chat. Oh, I just thought of um, so like do... a live chat. Imagine doing a livey. That'd be yeah, fun. that'd be good. So, Schwab's is next. Schwab's is next, calling him out tomorrow, either tomorrow night or Sunday. He's, um, yeah, he nice. said, so we'll see how that goes, mate. Open. Cool, mate. All right, brother. Nice. All right, mate. Thanks for the time, mate. Thanks for having me. Super cool to catch up and just chat, mate. Yeah, likewise, mate. Likewise. I actually, I look forward to doing it again because I reckon there's definitely way more stuff that we could talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I think the next kind of phase would be you guys kind of leading the way and just like having maybe having a couple of points that you want to talk about and then having a bit of openness too. So I don't know. I'm just thinking as you're talking. Mate, there's, I'm, yeah, I'm very open to that. I think you can probably already tell. I know, so your eyes are going, I can tell, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you already think, love it, love it. Hey, I know, I there's no set schedule. Could've... There's no set schedule, so if, I know, if you're I... frothing about it, just let me know and I'll get, we'll make it happen. Mate, there's way more stuff that I could could blabber on about. But well, I'll hold you to that, about mate. To die. I'll a, hold you to that. There's a pie in the oven. Ooh, geez, there's something about pies lately, love it. All right, mate, you go and enjoy your yeah. pie. Hated DK. All right, brother. See Thanks, you, mate. mate. Appreciate it. You too, brother. See you, brother. See ya.